As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Be the best and you got to pay a little price. If you want it bad enough, you got to do a little extra things to get it. Hello. Ow. Room is filling up. I love it. Well, we are uh, here for our second live room with the Rams. Rich Hammond, Jordan Rodrigue, our stellar Rams beat reporter. You know us from the 11 Personnel podcast. A little bit of a live version of it here. We did this uh, a few weeks ago. In the interim, something small happened. The Rams won the Super Bowl. I don't know if you heard. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Should have attached that first. Um, And there's been a lot going on since then because the NFL wheel never, ever, ever stops spinning. So we're here to talk about free agency. Jordan, we're going to open it up for questions. People can get in uh, and uh, join us on stage. We'll call people on to ask live questions. If you want to put questions in the chat also, that's fine. But uh, Jordan, you just you just wrote up a, a very informative story about what happened with the Rams and Vaughn Miller, who, of course, is off to Buffalo. Um, so we'd uh, maybe hit some of the bigger questions right up front. Um, can you kind of walk us through a little bit where the Rams stand right now as uh, this busy week of free agency is is rolling along? Yes. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. It says recap on here. The Rams are very much not done with free agency. So let's establish that right now. Um, I'm I'm sort of uh, vibrating here from the rush of sending my first eyeball emoji of the free agency period over on Twitter. Uh, Zadarius Smith is not signing his contract with the Ravens, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Um the Rams, the, the point of the eyeball emoji uh, is that the Rams, after sort of losing out on Von Miller, um, they are still, I still expect them to be aggressive in pursuing or at least looking into what their options will be um, in this regard. Because I, to me and, and everything I've heard is that at some point, whether it's um, in this particular phase of the league year or whether it's kind of similar to what they did last year, sort of bided their time and then made an aggressive move, in this case for Vaughn Miller, um, that's a position they're always looking to go from, as Les Snead says, an A to an A+. Um, in this case, I think it would probably be 
considering the promising depth, but still is depth uh, opposite Leonard Floyd and on the outside shoulder of Aaron Donald and, and Greg Gaines. Um, I, I would call it maybe like a uh, an A minus, and they want to go to an A plus. Um, so definitely still thinking they're going to be active in their pursuit. I'm sure some of you guys will have questions on what that could mean, but in terms of the Von Miller situation in general, I'm just going to kind of go through what I, what I understand of the situation as, as always, Rich, we like to say, this is a educated understanding (laughs) of, of what happened. Um, okay. So, so let me take you guys back all the way back to, this trade in November, which was um, super exciting for the Rams, obviously, and sort of head spinning for Von Miller. This is uh, Denver, a place where he stayed his entire career. All of a sudden, all of this change is happening out of his control, essentially. Um, The Rams trade their second and third round picks for 2022. That third round pick actually got packaged into the deal as a part of the sliding scale the Rams presented to the Broncos to absorb Von Miller's nine million dollars of von miller's salary which would have been a non-factor for the rams if they wouldn't have done that they couldn't have gotten miller so that's why the extra pick was sent in so essentially you're you're looking at a second round pick in terms of the way that they view capital uh financial and draft um so von miller comes to town makes a huge difference for the rams especially through the back half of the season and the postseason one of the most uh productive postseason pass rush performances we love alliteration um in nfl history and really got reached aaron in a way that not a lot of people can and kind of got him through to the next level of his own performance which let's face it didn't know that was possible because the dude is just elite and outstanding in all ways but was able to motivate him in ways that the Rams could not have guessed would be possible when they first um, agreed to trade terms for him. The thing was, though, is at the very beginning of all of this, um, they felt this commitment to um, to Miller and, and to e- establishing a long-term partnership with him. Literally before he had even gotten in the plane, um, sources were telling me that this is a, a there was a, a commitment to Vaughn um, on the Rams side and wanting to establish a long-term partnership. This is something that happens frequently with these deals. You know, Lesney does not believe in the franchise tag as a part of feedback from players that it's incredibly unfair and puts them in a really precarious position in terms of their long-term well-being because it doesn't guarantee things past one year, obviously. So they don't, they don't do the tag. Um, that's one thing that's a, that's a bonus ad for these players who come in as um, as you know, acquisitions essentially because there's always a conversation about getting something done long term. This happened with Jalen Ramsey, and we saw how that worked out. Um, they were under agreement between the Rams and his agent, um, David Mulgetta. They had been under agreement for a year essentially about this long term deal. Um, the same thing is the case with with Matthew Stafford. You don't sign the extension immediately, but you have this understanding, this mutual commitment. Um, and so this was also what they were trying to do with Von Miller. At the same time, they fairly recognize that this guy is going to become a free agent for the first time in his long career, right? And they wanted to um, work with him in terms of, yeah, man, like go explore free agency. We are confident in our offer, what we have on the table for you. We think we will take care of you. And, and, I, and I'll say this too, you guys, they felt a mutual commitment 
from Von Miller um, through the majority of this process, I, I would say this bills thing was so quiet and um, they made such a strong late and, and again, very quiet push um, that it was kind of like, well, you can't blame the guy for taking the, the higher deal. At the same time, the Rams never lost confidence in the offer that they put on, had put on the table. It was a, it was a big offer. And I think, you know, when three years from now, four years from now, you're really going to see what the results of maybe not doing this deal will, will have been on the Rams side, whether it means that they are um, sort of lost at sea with that side of their pass rush, or whether it means that, it was the right thing for them to to ultimately um, save themselves from. We d- we don't know that yet. What we do know is that Von Miller uh, was just a crucial part of their Super Bowl run and their championship. And and a lot of things can be true. Um, they did feel the commitment from him. It seemed like to me, from what I heard, it seemed like a really tough decision. And this is a player at the back end of his career who's trying to maximize his earning potential. Um, rightfully so, considering what these guys put themselves through um as as long as he can and as with much this is important with as much of a guarantee in that contract as he can so that's kind of what my sense is of of how that all worked out um the rams are still going to be aggressive i think like i mentioned at the beginning but but um i think there was some i do think there was some surprise that he um opted away from what they had on the table for him but like i said um three years from now four years from now we'll kind of see how it all shakes out yeah, and Jordan, I think we talked about on the last podcast episode. I mean, this this is there's a lot of moving parts here, and you can't blame the player for doing what's best for the player. You, talk, you hear a lot about like, oh, you know, run it back, or you know, want to keep this together. Yeah, there there are those motivations there, but I mean, you know, Von Miller, where he is at the stage of his career, you just mentioned him being a free agent for the first time. This is probably his last crack at one of these contracts. You can't blame a guy for for doing what's best for him. And he's going to a place in Buffalo that's on the rise. He might have the ability to chase yet another uh, Super Bowl ring there. So can't blame Von Miller for what he did. And also can't blame the Rams for not, they can't be throwing funny money around right now. I mean, they just, they don't have it for one and, and B it's just not wise. And and it's what we talked about, you know, last week. Uh, yes. It's nice to want to keep the roster together, but sometimes it's not the smartest thing. Sometimes it's not smart to go throw that money. And you've seen the Rams uh, do that before. They didn't throw money after Dante Fowler when, when he got that big contract and walked away, uh, you know, a handful of other guys over the years. So that's, it's not, not always the smartest thing to do it's kind of like the head versus the heart right i mean the heart says you want to keep it together you want to keep von miller uh you want to do everything you can but the, the head tells you you know what there's a there's a line in the sand that we have to draw and and we're, we're not going to go past it in in order to to hurt the rest of the team so totally understandable on both ends and like i said jordan it's this is not the end it's still very much uh in the in the middle of this free agency process and we've seen time and again the rams uh, you know, uh, annually kind of sit back and see what happens in those first couple of days. And then whether it's a you know, signing trade, whatever it may be, uh, they, they usually come in stealthily, uh, make their move at some point. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. But uh Jordan, let's let's jump to it. Uh, we we do we have limited amount of time here. This was so much fun last time we did this, taking uh, live questions. So we already have a couple queued up. If you want to jump on with us, feel free to do that. We'll bring you on. Uh, we want to get to as many as possible. Last time I felt bad at the end because we had people waiting and we didn't even get to their questions because we ran out of time. So the only thing I will say to that is if we do call on you, 
we do uh, love to hear from you, but let's let's get to the question <laughs> because there's a lot of you out there. We have 114 in the room right now, which is wow, that's awesome. So uh, love to see it, and they're already starting to queue up. So uh, I'm going to tee up Jordan because uh, I know she has the questions to the answers to all the questions. She might have the questions to all the answers you have too, but uh, she definitely has the answers to all your questions. So let's jump to it. Make sure you're off mute uh, when I say your name, because I know that can get a little confusing, but let's start it off with Bob L. Hello, Bob. Can you hear us? Hey, how are, how are you guys doing? Good, Bob. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about offense with uh, Austin Corbett gone. Um Looks like that might be a battle between uh, Bobby Evans and um, maybe Coleman Shelton. But, you know, we were talking, you were talking earlier about making a, you know, if we got an offensive line that's an A minus, perhaps a Roger Saffold coming back on a team friendly deal might turn that line into something even better. So then, you know, you'd be building on, uh, on, uh, on something good on the offensive side. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, great question. Um, whoop. Uh, so thanks, Bob. They're, uh, nice to hear from you as well. I, I also see you in the comments of stories. So I, I think it, you're the same person who leaves nice comments. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, so the Bills, ironically, the Bills also actually uh, signed Saffold. So um, the reunion probably will not be happening. He will be reuniting uh, with Aaron Cromer uh, again. So, you know, it, it's it's a little weird for me. I covered the Panthers for a while and the Panther, the bills became sort of Carolina North because of Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. And then a, Eric Washington, a whole bunch of players they brought up with them to sort of start constructing their core. Um, and now it's interesting. Some former Rams coaches and players are, are coming over there. So basically what I'm saying is um, I'm cursed and I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but okay. So I, I'm really intrigued by what they did along this offensive line. I think, Everybody sort of knew that Joe Noteboom was going to be the, the heir apparent to Andrew Whitworth. And I think one of the really important things here is extending Coleman Shelton, who was an RFA, who's a restricted free agent. So they could have tendered him, but they instead extended him to a two-year deal. And to me, that says that they want him to very much compete um, for that guard position. And he also is, a, a, as we know, a backup center option. You also have Tremaine Ingram, um, who I think is really up and coming, promising young talent. Um, and so when I look at this offensive line, I'm actually really intrigued by it. I think that establishing Rob Havenstein as sort of the um, the, the longstanding like Sequoia who's standing there um, and holding it down is, is really good. Brian Allen has emerged into a, a little bit more of a vocal leader. Um, although he is still nicknamed the angry center. So uh, different leadership styles for everyone. Um, and Joe Noteboom, you know, players last year were telling me that Joe Noteboom transformed his body um, in preparation for to meet this moment. And, you know, they all work out together in the in the dojo with Andrew Whitworth. I think with the guard position, um, Coleman Shelton is is a uh, large framed individual. And I think when you look at Cam Akers being healthy, uh, you know, and coming back from that Achilles, but then being even healthier and more prepared heading into the season. You knew the Rams last year were going to mix in a lot of different things to that standard outside zone that they normally play, some gap power and different things because Cam Akers can do everything for them. And I think Coleman Shelton's uh, sort of body type factors really well into an interior lineman's position in that regard. 
you know, they hate to lose Austin Corbett because um, everybody liked him and he was a really good player for them. At the same time, this is one of those things that they knew was coming. Um, I reported this about a week and a half ago. They knew that they would be losing him. They will get a compensatory pick for him. I think uh, as high as a, I think he's going to be, uh, actually, I think he's going to be a fourth rounder next uh, next off season. So they understood what was going to happen. And I think that uh, was part of the reason why it was so important for them to retain Coleman Shelton. I don't want to necessarily rule out Bobby Evans immediately, but um, it was a bit of a disaster for him this past off season in terms of trying to hold on to one of those spots. Um, ultimately, it worked out for the Rams really well. But I think this line, the 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 biggest thing I see in in the moves that they've made in free agency so far, are, they're very simple and they're very quiet. But to me, they lent some stability that will also, and this is important, I think, align with. Matthew Stafford and that contract extension that is uh, that. Jordan, I'm just curious if I could follow up with you. Where do you see Tremaine Ancrum's future? Yeah, well, don't forget um, David Edwards. I think if I'm remembering correctly, his free agency is upcoming as well um, next year. And so I do see Tremaine Ancrum sliding in eventually to one of those guard spots. Um, he started out actually, interestingly, working as, as tackle depth with Andrew Whitworth, but this is before they brought in Alark Jackson, who was such a find for them. Um, one Rams person texted me after his start or his game in Minnesota, where he played most of the starting left tackle snaps and said, might be a left tackle of the future if he continues along his development path. So that would slide Tremaine, in my opinion, over into that guard, one of the guard positions, um, depending on if they are able to retain or lose. And then he also played right tackle in college. Um, so you just never know with, with these guys. Sometimes you have to think two years in advance instead of up the. Yeah, very, very interesting. They, they do have some options there. I wonder how much competition there will be um, in the in the spring or uh, OTAs or, or even into the uh, training camp. So uh, as we said on the last podcast, I'm, I'm out. I'm now out of the business of criticizing what the Rams do with their offensive line. So I, I will be a spectator and uh, we'll be curious to see uh, what happens there. So that's going to definitely be a position to watch. So uh, thank you, Bob. And uh, let's go on. I've got Trevor up next. Hello. Trevor. There was a little bit of delay here. Trevor, are you there? Yeah, can you guys check your mute. Yeah, there we go. Hi, how are you guys? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing good. Uh, first off, Rich, just want to appreciate, I know we've had some interactions on Twitter, just on a variety of topics like uniforms and OT rules and stuff like that. So <laughs> first, just wanted to thank you for the time okay. on the interactions on Twitter. I hope and they've all been positive. I, haven't, I hope I haven't been too snarky with you. Uh, no, you okay, good. Great. Okay. And then Jordan, obviously you're great at what you do. So I appreciate everything that you do for the athletic. Um, but yeah, based on my question, I wanted to get back to the Vaughn thing. Um, do you guys think it was a mistake for the Rams in the sense to wait for Vaughn as long as they did? I mean, I get that you want to run it back and, you know, bring as many of the players back as possible, but I just felt like when you go into Tuesday, Wednesday, of a legal legal tampering period, I just felt like they needed to have a backup plan in place. Maybe someone like a Hassan Reddick or Randy Gregory or some of these other pass rushers that were available at the time. So I just felt like they possibly waited a little bit too long for Vaughn, even if there was a agreed, you know, handshake thing of maybe possibly we're going to try to have a long term thing set up 
in the future. That was just the frustrating things. I just felt like they could have had something set up as a backup plan in the sense of Vaughn decided to leave. Okay, we can get some of these other guys that were still available. It was just he left and then all those other guys were already signed. So I think that was just a tough thing for for the fan base to kind of endure. Yeah, great question, Trevor. Um, I think that it's a really tough position because they did have contingency plans. I, I do know that, that they had contingency plans. And um, the timing of all of this sort of bit them in the ass. And I think that um, it's it's hard because you don't want to be so committed to a player and then have that player here that maybe you're sniffing around other players as you're telling him to his face how committed you are and showing him the money, essentially. Um, and that's difficult. It's a difficult line to walk. And I think the Rams um, kind of went with their instincts here. And, and again, like understanding that that level of commitment that had previously been established. And also like, you know, some of the very, very attractive things that Vaughn appreciated about playing in, in Los Angeles and playing next to Aaron Donald. And I think they they went with their instincts in terms of trying to be really transparent about it. And I, and, you know, um, I'm not the type to just like blow smoke up people's, you know, what? um, I, I just think that, that this is kind of what happened. You, you don't really see that sort of level of, um, openness, I think, and public commitment to one guy who is very clearly evaluating his options. And I think that that is ultimately, you know, this business, it can it can bite you like that sometimes. Uh, you know, there were some premier pass rush pass rushers who d- were available and were, um, you know, scooped up quickly by other teams. And those are certainly guys that the Rams would have looked at and would have been able to come to a financial agreement with. So I think that um, that's the difficult part of the situation. I think that if you once the dust settles and you're kind of through your surprise of of this happening, I think that. This is me hypothesizing here. I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth, but that is to me the part that might sting a little bit uh, while at the same time, you know, obviously not harboring any hard feelings because it's it's certainly fair and right for a player to make his decision at his pace. And, and sort of the Rams, to me, my sense the entire time was that the Rams sort of allowed him the opportunity to do that. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why for him, it probably was mixed emotions. Um, you could kind of see it on his face when he announced it was, you know, that sort of bittersweet of, um, doing what's best for him in terms of his long-term future and maybe, you know, and, and honestly going to a, a strong contender as well, um, with a great coaching staff, but then also understanding, you know, man, this, this, this one's going to sting a little bit. Good question. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think a really fair question, Trevor, um, and uh, not not an easy one. I mean, easy, easy to answer with hindsight, and uh, that's you know what I'm going to be doing here. But I, I totally understand what you're saying, and uh, it's tough. I mean, do you do you put an artificial deadline on somebody like that? Do you do you go to Vaughn and say, 
hey, you know, I know you can be a free agent here, but uh, we, we need an answer from you, you know, 24 hours before this period starts or else we're going to have to start looking at other people. Uh, does that change? Uh, that changes a little bit of the feel good thing you got going on here with a guy, but but it also uh, protects you a little bit. And I don't know what those conversations were like. And, you know, the other thing is there are no guarantees in that period. I mean, if the, a team goes to a player and says, hey, we're, we're going to offer you this, we're going to, you know, uh, set you up. And then at the last minute, if they decide, oh, you know what, we're actually going to go in a different direction, then, you know, the player's not protected in that uh, scenario. So totally understand where, where a player has to look out for his own interests and, and weigh every option. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a question of how much are you going to commit uh, to one player when potential other guys you might like are, are signing elsewhere. So uh, not not an easy question to answer, but uh, I, I, I probably would have been a little more aggressive with it if I were the Rams. Again, not knowing the conversations that took place but uh just making sure you were protected a little bit that way um jordan i want to get to the the live questions uh first but it ties into it a little bit and this is coming up as you can probably imagine repeatedly in the chat and that is aaron donald's situation because let's be honest uh, when we last publicly heard from Aaron Donald at the parade, he was talking about, uh, you know, if we can bring back this uh, this super team, then why not run it back? Well, uh, we've now seen over the last few days a, a few pieces of this team uh, that will no longer be back in 2022. We stipulate, first of all, foremost, we don't know what Aaron Donald is thinking right now. Uh, but but where where do you think the Rams are on that, Jordan? Do you think there's any kind of timeline on this? Or uh, do we know about a potential reworking of that contract? Or what, if anything, do we know about Aaron yeah, um, well, we know some things, but we don't know a lot of things because, again, um, he's been, I think, fairly given the space to really think about what he wants to do outside of sort of the the glitter and the confetti and the champagne and, and all of that stuff. Um, I think that really what my sense of it right now is, is that they are preparing their offseason and working through their offseason as if he will return at the same time. I don't think there is, I, I think you, this is a question you now ask after every off season, knowing that it was something that was, was on his mind. Um, so this is just going to be an ongoing conversation. In, in my opinion, um, it, it's interesting. I think what fans would most love to see is, is something from him saying, yes, I will be back. Um, and we just haven't seen that yet. We've seen pieces of the team leave, um, but, you know, guys who they did expect to leave, they weren't going to, just because they were saying run it back, they weren't going to re-sign everybody because you have to still think about their financial situation. You have to think about um, the compensatory picks. Also, I saw someone in the chat saying, I finally know how to pronounce compensatory, and that made me laugh. So um, that you have to think about what those things mean to their team build. And, you know, they, it, it's all very, very important, a very interdependent ecosystem that they've built. So, you know, just because people are saying those things and then the emotion is, is catching everybody, you still have to understand that this is a very real um, thought process that he's going through right now. You know, that being said, um, my understanding is that they are absolutely committed to reworking his contract in, in a way that. Um, is ideal. Uh, it, it's to, it's also though I, I will add. You know, 
you see a lot of reports and sort of regurgitated information and, and all kinds of stuff being floated around. And it's really important to know what might be coming from the agency and what might be coming from him. And my understanding is that it's not his decision making process is not so much about the money, um, but about really, again, what we talk about all the time, what it would mean to leave on your own terms um, after this remarkable run that they that they went on and, and being with his family and his growing family and a family that's um, splitting time between multiple cities and the difficulties that come with that. And those are the real considerations. The money is obviously important. You're not going to have um, the best football player on the planet playing under value of what other guys are getting considering who he is and what he's accomplished like that would just be embarrassing for a franchise and they know that and they they're willing and and i think actively in the process of working through that um with him but you know you hear things like um you know aaron donald wants to be the highest paid defensive player on the planet i mean yeah who I want to be the highest defensive player, <laughs> highest paid defensive player on the planet. But in terms of what's real here, um, you obviously are great with that money and, and you are a part of that negotiation process. But you also really have to the bigger consideration here is is life consideration and, and what it means here. Um, that being said, I, you know, I, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't I can't read this these tea leaves either way because. Um, I think I honestly would understand either way. Um, but at the same time, I know I do know that the Rams are doing at willing and actively going going to do and are doing whatever it takes um, to try to make sure that he's got the environment he wants financially, um, again, on his outside shoulder. And that shows I mean, you you look at the offer that they were I mean, they were willing to flex out of that 16 million spot. Um on this contract for, for Von Miller, there was not a, there was a very flexible APY ceiling on that thing. And that, that goes to show the level of commitment they want to not just, I don't think it's about keeping him around per se, but I think it's about making it a perfect environment for him or an environment that he. Yeah. And we just finished talking about Von Miller and, you know, whether you should set an artificial deadline there. I, I think that would be a huge mistake in this situation. You can't set an artificial deadline on Aaron Donald, even though it's a it's a massive decision and it would have obviously have a massive uh, impact on the Rams uh, season. But I, I that guy has has earned the right uh, to to take his time and and talk whatever he needs to talk through with his family or whatever it may be. Uh, and uh, I'm sure he will reach a decision as soon as possible. I'm sure he doesn't want this to go on forever uh, either, uh, but uh, it's a big decision. So it'll obviously be something that uh, Jordan will be watching very closely over the coming uh, days, weeks, hopefully not months. Uh, hopefully it ends in a matter of days or weeks, but uh, no, everybody had a lot of questions about that. So I just thought I would uh, throw that out there and let's get back to the live questions. And we will go to Patrick. Patrick, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yes, very well. What's your question? Fantastic. Okay, first of all, breaking news, Zedarius uh, Smith backed out on his deal from Baltimore. He's not going to be signing yeah, uh, with the Ravens. And also, uh, Danielle Hunter is out there. Uh, Vikings are looking to unload him, right? 
Yeah, quite, quite possibly. What do you think, Jordan? Is that? Uh, <laughs> and I have another is, question is after that. Less need. Uh, is his ears uh, perking up a little bit? Um, it's interesting how quickly I received some intel on the Smith situation. Um, I don't think that will be. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Um, I did enjoy firing off an eyeball emoji for the first time this free agency because I, I, you know, I think that. Uh, you know, teams know a lot more about the background of these situations, not just as they happen in free agency, but also as they sort of devolve or implode in free agency. And I think uh, there's just a little bit more than meets the eye about that. Um, so it was interesting how, how quickly that was shot down uh, when I inquired about it. Um, but I don't think that it, I don't think that's going to be I don't think that's going to be a thing. Um, but but. I like the idea of this Daniel Hunter situation. Uh, you know, the staffs are familiar with each other. Um, you know, they, if this is a big if, because you want to, you, you want to say, you know, the reason why they're trying to trade him is because he's got this massive uh, roster bonus that kicks in. I think Sunday is when it kicks in 18.2 million. Now, if you're trading him, my understanding is that you can convert some of that to a signing bonus and, and then it won't be as, as sort of heavy on your, um, you know, you can, you, especially if you do a trade and there's multiple years and you restructure, you can do all kinds of stuff. So I think that's, that's interesting to me. Um, so we'll have to see. But I don't, like I said, I don't rule out, um, excuse me, I don't rule out the Rams being uh, very aggressive in evaluating their options and thoroughly evaluating their options, which again is why after I sent the eyeball emoji out, uh, I so quickly sent out another tweet <laughs> that said, I don't think this is happening. Um, it just goes to show how thoroughly uh, some of this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the Rams. So one, one never I did knows. La I did laugh at that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah um all right well thank you and uh we got some more questions here we're doing pretty well on time so uh i'm gonna get to the next one and i apologize i believe it's uh farbod but it's farbod, farbod. Hey, farbod. all right I, I, I i nailed it the first time i remember that you, yeah, you did yeah, yeah. happy you guys right. are doing this again hey just chilling here at the house um, no, I just, again, thank you guys for doing this again. Uh, it looks like you guys actually answered a few of my questions I had regarding Daniel Hunter. I'm glad to hear that he is seemingly in the play at least. Um, and as well as touching on the AD situation, because I don't know if you guys saw, I also commented saying that AD comments on Von Miller's posting when his post asking where he should go and AD's like, run it back so I can too. And obviously that's not happening. So hopefully he stays, but thanks for touching that, talking about that. But yeah, so Again, I was going to ask about Daniel Hunter. You already did that. Thank you. But what about someone like maybe a Bobby Wagner? I know he talked about wanting to play for either the Rams or Chargers because I guess he's from L.A., wants to come to L.A., to L.A. teams. Is, is there any mutual interest maybe from the Rams on that? Also, do you see anyone that we could replace maybe a Darius Williams with? Or is that an in-house promotion, maybe next man up situation that they feel comfortable with, like a David Long or something? Uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Great questions. Uh, was hoping somebody asked about the cornerback situation. So thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, first and foremost. So for me, the stuff, the social media stuff, like, um, I definitely did see that. Uh, I, I will say I 
would always hesitate because there's a lot of player recruiting happening. And um, sometimes I don't know if this is the case for Aaron. I, I doubt this is the case for Aaron, but sometimes players don't even run their own accounts. Um, so I always I always am hesitant about anything you see on, on social media. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I have to go. Uh, Alan Robinson is coming to the Rams. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to get going. Does that uh, mean OBJ is gone? Oh, man. I, I'll jump. I will jump on later uh, with a reaction to this. But um, Tom Pelissaro is reporting that Alan Robinson is coming to the Rams. I, I got to jump off, but uh, we'll have a reaction here. If, if anyone wants to know what it's like to cover sports, that that is a you could not get a better representation of of what it's like when something like this happens. You literally uh, might be in the middle of dinner uh, when something like that happens, and uh, Jordan will now be furiously uh, working the phones and uh, texts and everything else to bring everybody a great story uh, about Alan Robinson and what it means. What does it mean? Well, just somebody just uh, mentioned in the chat, well, what about OBJ? Well, I'll tell you what, guys, you're not going to have a team that has Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Alan Robertson, uh, Robinson and Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. So uh, whatever can happen there, we'll see. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be a run it back situation. They are definitely going to be making some changes to this roster, which I think, as we talked about on the last podcast, it, it has to happen. And, and it's a sentimental thing to want to bring everybody back and to uh, think that you could do it again with the same group. And in a lot of ways, that's that's the preferred option. But sometimes changes are necessary. They're better. And uh, we'll see what this roster looks like. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
we'll try to get Jordan back, but uh, I'm going to go to the next question here. And uh, who do we have? We have Mosiah. Mosiah, are you there, buddy? Not sure if you can hear me. Uh, you might be on mute, so I'll give you a few more seconds. And, all right, all right. Okay, are you there? All right, sounds like the phone's a little bit bad there, maybe. So we're going to go on to, uh, I believe, Sivan. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong, but Sivan, are you there? Uh, it's Sivan. Uh, yeah. Quick question. Sivan. Yeah. Hello, Sivan. Yeah. Not, not a problem, not a problem. I had a question for you. Now, okay. what, do you think, in your knowledge of who, like, McSneed are, or McVeigh and Sneed are, would yeah. they be open to, like, just having, like, a, a, a an open spot for, like, a free agent on the pass rush thing? Like, everybody just come in for a year at an incentive-laden deal and then <laughs> let them go? After seeing how Von Miller parlayed, like, five games in the six years, $120 million, yeah. I would think people be lining up to take the spot. <laughs> Well, and Dante Fowler before him, right? I mean, this this is not this is not a coincidence, and I, I'm sure you know this, but you know, coming in and playing outside of Aaron Donald, not a not a bad spot to be if you're an edge rusher, especially somebody who uh, maybe is trying to get their career back on track a little bit. Maybe they're on the downside, or maybe they're presumed to be on the downside. It's a great opportunity, and I think the Rams have done a good job of identifying those people, whether it was through trades in in both of these cases that we're talking about, Dante Fowler and uh, Von Miller, you know, bringing in guys who they thought were undervalued, putting them next to Aaron Donald and saying, hey, you know what, here's your opportunity. Go prove yourself. Go show everybody that you can still play at this level. And and then they both parlayed it into fantastic uh, deals, one of which didn't work out so well for the for the Falcons. But uh, we'll see how this one works out for the Bills. So to answer your question, I don't I don't know whether it's a, a long term strategy. I mean, the, the Rams have made it work here with a couple of these guys. I, I think you would want to have some stability there in the long term. Uh, but I think the model can work and, and maybe they do it again. I don't know who's this year's version is uh but but somebody else out there who's going to be in that second or third tier of free agency uh to where they can bring them in maybe on a lower cost deal a one-year deal two-year deal and say hey you know what go prove yourself go play next to Aaron Donald and, and try to get it done so uh we'll, we'll see but yeah it, it seems to be much like in the way that the Rams have kind of used that safety position to, to rotate people in and, and not make big financial commitments. Uh, it, it seems like they have a similar model going with that spot uh, at the, the pass rush, the edge rush spot where they can uh, rotate that or bring in guys uh, year to year. So uh, good question. And uh, I, w- I certainly wouldn't rule it out uh, happening again. So, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks. thanks. All right. Doing this all by myself now. So, all right, let's go on. Uh, we got uh, Chris O. Chris, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, okay. Sorry, actually, I was going to ask about the cornerback situation as well. Uh, yeah. With, uh, WC reported right. that um, they're probably going to be looking at somebody in free agency the second go around, basically, when it won't affect their comp picks. And I was wondering what kind of names out yeah. there that they were thinking about. Yeah, that's, that's a tough question. <laughs> I've been surprised so many times, uh, especially when it comes to cornerbacks uh, with the Rams. So I, I don't know. I don't know about free agency. Uh, maybe look toward more toward the draft with that. Uh, I mean, you look at it now, and obviously they 
well, they have Jalen Ramsey, so that's a very good place to start. But then they have a number of these young guys who, who you think should be able to uh, fill in or, or be on the rise, whether we're talking about David Long or talking about, you know, Robert Rochelle, which is somebody I, I wish – uh, Jordan was uh, still here to to talk about because she spent a lot of time talking about Robert Rochelle and and uh, researching his his uh, rookie season and what he can do. So I think you're gonna you certainly need some depth at that position. Uh, whether or not that's a veteran coming in, I'm not really sure. Uh, it, it could be like you said, maybe a second tier, third tier guy. But I I think they maybe look toward the draft uh, for a little bit of depth in that area. But uh, again, you never know. It could be a trade. Uh, situation. They they do have a little bit of financial flexibility. It's one thing um, if Jordan comes back, we maybe get into a little bit here. But uh, of course, we're we're getting into this annual thing where everybody says, "Oh, the Rams are cash uh, strapped. They they can't sign anybody. They can't trade anybody." They're actually, not in bad position, especially when you factor in Andrew Whitworth's retirement and some of the restructuring Leonard Floyd's deal that they just did. So uh, they are not uh, up against it here. They do have the flexibility to to make a couple moves as we just saw with Allen Robinson. Uh, so whether that means uh, bolstering that defensive side through the second tier of free agency or uh, whether it means uh, looking at it, the draft, I, I definitely think it's a position that they will have to uh, address uh, with some depth there. So let's go on. And Anthony, Anthony F., can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, with this Allen Robinson news, I didn't know, like, is there really a place for Tutu and Van with the rest of these guys in this passing team? Yeah, that, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't, the, the, the Tutu Atwell question is one that I just don't. I understand it when when the when the draft pick was made. Uh, I understand it in the context of what the Rams had at the time, what they thought they needed in that offense. Uh, you know, the re-emphasis on putting the ball down the field. Uh, you know, I think they drafted Tutu Atwell and signed Deshaun Jackson at the same time, thinking that the two of them probably would be a little redundant, but also thinking that one of the two would fill a need within the, the structure of that offense uh, that they felt that they had. And as it turns out, I'm not even sure they needed to fill the need uh, because, as you said, Van Jefferson uh, emerged as somebody who could get down the field. I think they underestimated uh, – the, it might sound like a weird word to use, but I, I think they underestimated Cooper Cup's uh, ability to, to be a downfield playmaker. I'm not sure they needed to add that type of player that they thought they needed to add. So what does that mean for Tutu Atwell? I don't know. I, you know, special teams is always a factor. You don't know what's going to happen with Powell there. Um, so it could be a situation where Tutu makes more of an impact on special teams than anywhere else. Uh, but you're right, Anthony. I mean, it, it does create a situation where you, you look at that receiver's room and, you know, you look at the, the skill sets of some of these guys and you say, well, where are they going to fit? You know, how are they going to fit within this offense? Uh, because you look at what the Rams did last year. I got to be honest, there wasn't much of a need for Tutu Atwell. So I'm not sure how in the context of a healthy Robert Woods and a superstar Cooper Cup and, and now an Allen Robinson, I don't know where the need is right now either. Um, so that's going to be something that they need to sort out. And it's really going to be on Tutu to show them that that he deserves to have a spot and that he can carve out a spot for himself because I honestly don't think there's a, there's a natural one right now. So that'll definitely be a, a position to watch. So thanks, Anthony. And uh, I've got a couple more here. So Alfred, uh, Alfred, how you doing? 
Well, how about now? All right, having some problems here. So let me try, let me try Curtis. Hey, Rich. Curtis. Oh, Alfred, yeah, you're, you're there, buddy. How are hey, you? Hey, thanks for, thanks for your time. Um, okay, no problem. Fellow Trojan here, by the way, fight on. Um, right on. I wanted to ask about uh, the run game. Um, do you see uh -huh. the team, uh, you know, possibly re-signing Sony Michelle or drafting um, someone in, uh, you know, in uh, next month, um, who's, yeah. you know, probably bigger and, you know, someone who could fill that uh, goal line uh, back position yeah really good question and uh boy a complicated one right because you really like cam Akers, and and when he's been healthy uh he's shown you that that he can be the lead back and that he deserves to be the lead back and quite frankly i think he can be a very very productive lead back uh but the reality of the situation is that he has shown himself to be injury prone uh already in his young career and that's not a knock on a guy that's not i'm not saying that as a criticism of him it's just some guys have really bad luck or some guys they just they just hit that bug and it's hard for them to get rid of so it's hard for me to envision a scenario where they go into a season relying on just cam Akers and just daryl henderson knowing a that daryl henderson also has a little bit of a history of of knickknack injuries that keep him out and b i think we've seen that's been proven that daryl henderson can be a very effective complementary back and that's what the rams drafted him to be uh, but i don't know if you want to get yourself into a situation where you're relying on daryl henderson to be your 15 carries your 20 carries whatever it may be um, so i don't know whether the rams want to be in that situation I think Jordan had intimated in, in one of her uh, stories uh, close to the end of the season that the draft might be a, a good opportunity for that. Um, I tend to agree. I also tend to think that they could look at a guy like Sony Michelle, who you're not necessarily signing him to be your lead back to get a lot of carries. But if you need him in that scenario, uh, he, he can do it for you. And he showed that he could this season. So whether that's Sony himself, I think that's a possibility. Although I, I do think maybe Sony could have some offers based on, on the work that he did for the Rams this season. Uh, other teams could be looking at that and saying, hey, you know what? It's time to give this guy a second look. He did he did a pretty good job for the Rams when, when uh, Cam Akers was out. So I think you go in feeling good about Cam Akers. Uh, but I think you also have to have a little bit of a backup plan knowing his history. So what exactly that means, I'm not sure. But I, I do think the draft would, would be a possibility there, maybe in one of those uh, middle, middle, middle to later rounds. So good question. You know, I'm always up for a good run game question. And uh, but, you know, really excited about Cam Akers and uh, the possibility there. Oh, my gosh. I think Jordan's back. Jordan, <laughs> how are you doing? So sorry. Jordan, Jordan, how are we doing? How I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, I think I let loose some profanity. I wasn't sure if I was on mute or not. It's good. It's it's good profanity. It's just, you know, you never want to be doing something else uh, and missing texts on this. Um, OK, so I'm just jumping in real quick to give you guys an update. Um, a source told me, yes, the Rams have agreed to a three year deal with receiver Allen Robinson. 
Um, this is interesting because of the, there were a number of teams who were interested. Allen Robinson um, actually went to the combine with his agents and was basically just being followed by teams the entire time who wanted to bring him in. Um, certainly a high profile, high caliber top receiver uh, free agency signing. Lots of implications. Um, I am told, however, that it does not mean that the Rams do not want to still bring back Odell Beckham. That contract, and I know we had some questions about this earlier that I think we were going to get to, that contract is going to be a little more complicated to work through because of his injury and the timeline. Um in terms of he's going to be looking at a midseason return. So working through that contract with Odell um, still going to be something the Rams very much want to do, but it's just going to be delicate, a little bit more tricky um, than uh, perhaps it would. And certainly it would have been if, uh, if it, the injury had not happened, but he still, they still do, do want to bring him back. They still want to have him as a part of their roster. And particularly if, and when he comes back healthy, want him to be a part of things down the stretch. Um, he fairly is probably looking around as well. Um, he wants to come back to L.A., but it would be his right and definitely a fair to also see what else is out there. So I do know that the Rams do want to bring him back um, again. The contract is going to be tricky, so it, it might take some time. Um, and, yeah, this is huge news. I, I just wanted to jump on real quick. Uh, before I got to get to writing here and update you guys and apologize for leaving so abruptly. Um, you. Uh, you definitely, uh, you definitely don't know. Sometimes you know when these things are going to happen, and sometimes, uh, sometimes you're in a live room. Um, and the other thing is, I do think that this is we're going to obviously have to continue to look at um, this receiving core and how it's composed, and maybe some implications. It's it's pretty crowded right now. Um, I don't know what longer term implications are going to be, um, but uh, definitely going to have to look at at some of these things. Um, you know, there are a couple of guys who I actually think are on this roster that could be other teams could be interested in um, as part of perhaps trade packages if the Rams do get aggressive and add to their defense in that regard. Um, so just something to keep an eye on. I'm not saying anything definitively either way, just um, just something to keep an eye on. Um, it's clear that the Rams are are going to be aggressive uh, as they as they have been um, in adding to their team where they they think it uh, things need to be added. And also, they're they're probably not going to run the ball a single time next year. So I'll leave I'll leave you with that, Rich. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so I gotta I gotta get to writing. I appreciate you guys all for being here. Um, I'm so sorry that I'm leaving early. Um, we're gonna fire another one of these up uh, soon, uh, hopefully next week. Um, and Rich is going to hang on here for a minute as well to answer more questions. Um, but really appreciate you guys. I'm going to be writing here soon, and I hope to meet you in the comments section to get some more questions. Jordan's the best. You you really are. I know I know she's off uh, now, and uh, she's going to have a busy day. There's just no off season. It's amazing. The NFL is just this this cycle that just keeps going and going. But it's always fun. It's really fun to cover the Rams, folks. I, I have to tell you, uh, having done it myself as a newspaper beat writer for a number of years, it's a fascinating team to cover. It, it, it they're always pushing the envelope, as we've seen on certain things, and uh, it, it's it's really spectacular uh, to watch and and to see it uh, get rewarded with the Super Bowl. Uh, as I think we've, we've talked about before, you know, people like Jordan and I aren't fans 
uh, of, to the point where we're cheering for something, but but to see that strategy uh, uh, pay off with a championship and, and to see it get rewarded, I think is something that was good for football, to be honest with you. And uh, just to see people take bold actions and, and have it get rewarded, I think is, is a good thing. And uh, it doesn't look like the Rams are going to be like, can you guys imagine, can you imagine you get to the middle of the season and Odell Beckham is back and you've got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham and Allen Robinson and Tyler Higby on like, what are they going to do? Like, I, I don't know. It's uh, but you know, we've seen this happen before. You never know uh, what's going to happen. Uh, I just saw Mark C's comment here. Are you going to trade Robert Woods? No, I don't, I don't think that's uh, going to happen. I'd, I'd be really, really surprised. Uh, if that happened, but my goodness, you, you can never have too many options at that position and uh, we'll see what, ha- what happens. And so we'll, we'll wrap it up. We got one more question. Uh, I don't know whether this is the same Patrick, but if it is, that's cool. Uh, and uh, let's see if we can do this. Patrick, are you there? Yes, it is the same Patrick. All right. Well, we, I think we started with you maybe, and we're going to, we're going to end with you. So I was up close. Okay. Make, make, uh, make it a good one. Okay. Do I smell a Van Jefferson for Danielle Hunter trade? <laughs> look at you. Look at you playing uh, GM here, Patrick. Yeah. And, and the other thing. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I've been a Ram fan since like George Allen was coach. And I yeah. wanted to let Jordan know I have not learned uh, more about football from anyone but her since yeah. I've been a fan. So well, I that, that's that. that's really nice, Eva Patrick, and I'm sure she'll she'll listen back and 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 hear this, and and I agree, and it's not just because I work with Jordan, but um, if if you could see, I mean, it obviously shows up in her stories, but but if you could see the amount of time that she spends working on this stuff, uh, you'd you'd be blown away, uh, and it, it takes a lot of dedication and just a a natural curiosity uh, to to want to work through some of this stuff, and and she does a an awesome job. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I we, we don't want to get into speculation, but but yeah, I mean, as Jordan just said before, she uh, logged off there. Uh, th- there could be an opportunity there for for some trade pieces. I mean, they they do need to look at this defense. I, I don't want to fall back into my uh, critical ways, but uh, look, they they lost some real uh, significant pieces on on this defense. Uh, we didn't even talk about Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, is a guy who obviously wasn't a big part of the later part of the season because of his injury, but uh, that's a hit for, for the defensive line. So uh, they're going to need to address some of these issues. Obviously, uh, you know, they, Jordan Fuller will be back at safety. So that's a, that's a big thing, but a cornerback depth that we talk about. So, uh, you know, spicing up the offense is always a good thing. And, and Sean McVay always loves to, find pieces to add to that offense. There's no question about it, but uh, I'm sure on the other side of the ball there, they're looking and saying, Hey, don't, don't forget about us. Don't, don't forget about uh, that, that unit that, that helped you win the Super Bowl. Um, So I I do think there will be more moves. I I do think maybe you'll see the next wave here a little bit more focused on the defensive side, uh, whether that's through free agency or whether or not it's a possible trade. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Jordan, of course, will be all over it. I can't even imagine what she's going through right now. I guarantee you she's calling uh, people in the organization. She's calling agents. She's trying to get to the bottom of this. So uh, thank you, everybody. I know so many people who are listening here are subscribers to The Athletic. Uh, we appreciate you so much. And it's, it's easy. It's an easy thing to say, but I really do mean it. Uh, so thank you. We will turn this into a podcast. Uh, so if anybody missed uh, the beginning or middle of it, uh, please go to your usual Apple, Spotify, whatever it may be, 
And uh, you'll see this is a podcast episode. And of course, follow along with Jordan at Jordan Rodrigue on Twitter. I'm, she's probably tweeting right now. I'm not in front of my laptop, but she's probably uh, giving you information as we speak. So thank you all very much. I appreciate your kind comments. Uh, I hope I haven't been mean to any of you on Twitter. Uh, don't take it seriously. It's all in good fun. Thank you, everybody, so much. We'll be back with you with our regular episode of 11 Personnel. We can sort through all the Allen Robinson stuff, everything that's going to be going on in free agency. Start looking ahead to the draft, which is just a little bit more than a month away. So exciting time, Rams fans. Congratulations on the Super Bowl win. Thank you for all your support. And we will talk to you again very soon.